We've talked about how Jesus comes as close as a whisper for us, his spirit's presence near to us. And I want to just focus us in for a moment on, on how that story is told in the Bible, because there's kind of, I think for us, a picture of the spiritual landscape that we would, um, we would do well to focus on for the past um, week that we've experienced. It. We, we've seen a little bit of a picture of what things can look like spiritually. And, and I want you just to listen to um, the Word of God speaking about Jesus coming to this earth. This is John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. You know, the world that Jesus came into was dark. That's not the way he created it to be. It was not his design and intention for the world, but the world was dark, and so he came to bring light. We've had a picture the past week uh, of what's going on behind the scenes, so to speak, and we've experienced in a real, tangible way, but it's, it's the kind of world that God came into as Jesus. A world that was broken, without power, and that was struggling and suffering, whether it knew it or not. And all around us, we have seen what it's like now to be without power. Some of us are still without power. And you know what it's like to be dead, to not be able to flick the switch and the light comes on. But spiritually, sometimes we haven't been aware that the light isn't coming on. And sometimes around us, we think things look okay. It's the first 24 hours when the power goes out and you look in your fridge and there's still food there. But it's dying. And it won't be long before that's rotten and gone. Or it'll cause a sick belly. That's the kind of world that Jesus came into. It might have looked okay, It might look okay to you. You might feel like things around you have been okay, but inside it's dying and it's rotting and it's, it's, there's a sickness there. Jesus came into a world that was dark to bring light. Some of you have had that, that experience of sitting at home this week and suddenly the light comes on and you suddenly remember what a difference that makes. Some of you have experienced just how hard it is to suddenly not be able to communicate with people. To not be able to talk, to let them know you're okay, to ask them for something, just to say hi. Some of you have struggled to be just able to make a meal for your family. Some of you have struggled to just do daily routines, to have that cup of coffee in the morning, whatever it is that makes you feel good and get the day going. To work, to provide. And all around us, is a world that is really broken and hurting and struggling and suffering. And that's what it's like behind the scenes spiritually all the time. And that's the world that Jesus came into. The world that sometimes we can't see. But he came to bring the light. 
He moved into the mess. It said he came into the neighborhood. And so what I want you to to see in the picture of the world around us now is the love of Jesus, the presence of Jesus. Because Jesus comes into whatever mess there is. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to have power. You don't have to have anything impressive about you. Jesus isn't looking for that. He's coming to bring the light into the darkness. And sometimes we think we got to have it together or look like, you know, we are worthy of God to show up, to listen, to care for us. That's not the way it works. Jesus shows up in the mess. Jesus moves into the neighborhood and dwells among us because we're broken. Because something is missing. Because we are lifeless. Because we are rotting inside. That's why Jesus comes. Because it's not the way it's supposed to be. And Jesus' response to all of us is to draw nearer in those moments. So the Word became human and made His home among us. Jesus came here because it was broken and messy and in need. And so whatever need that you have, you can be assured that Jesus is aware of it. He's the one that's got the lights on. And he's coming to bring the life. And I want us to hear those words because in a moment like this where we have really, we have a real vivid picture of what it's like to be without power, to be unable to take care of ourselves. It's a recognition for us, perhaps, of something deeper that we can't always see. It's that we don't have the power to change our circumstances on our own. We need a Savior. We need a Savior to make up the difference because we can't handle it. It's too big a problem. It's everywhere. And Jesus is the only one Big enough, strong enough, powerful enough to bring light into the darkness, life out of death. And we need to focus on that, reflect on that, because we're going to gather around the communion table today, and it's a reminder for us that he came for us when we were dead. We might have looked good on the outside, but we were rotting on the inside. We might have thought we had some power, but it was just a generator, and the tank is going to run out pretty soon. Jesus came to bring power, life that is lasting can't be taken. He came to rewire things better than they were before. Jesus comes to bring life where there's death and light where there's darkness. And all around us we've seen examples of people caring for, bringing about things, and I hope we keep seeing more of that, but I want to take you now to 1 John, where we've been more recently. Maybe you've totally forgotten. We only got a couple weeks into the series and, and all this happened. But I want to read just a couple of verses now from 1 John chapter 1. And it says this, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. Sounds pretty similar to what we read before. Whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes. We touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us. and We've seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. See, 
because Jesus moved into the mess, because he moved into the neighborhood and came amongst us, lived amongst us, there were people who touched him, saw him, heard his voice, and it changed their lives. Many of you in this room have had that experience in one way or another. Jesus has come in to your life, and you felt his touch. But these people, 2,000 years ago, they knew Jesus, they saw him, they knew his reality because he was willing to come into the mess and show us God's love. And it changed their lives. In fact, it says a few verses later in chapter 2, verse 6, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. They were no longer living for themselves. They were no longer living under their own power. They were no longer a rotting refrigerator. These were people that were now powered by the life of Jesus, living in the way they'd seen Jesus live. It changed them, and they invited other people into that. And so my invitation to you now is to look at the person of Jesus and to see God's love for you. Whether you're just trying to make it through this week and into the next, whether this has revealed something deeper for you in your own life over the past eight days, whether you have been acknowledging that brokenness for a long time, see and touch Jesus here amongst us now. Know his presence here. It's a sign of his love and it's life for you. Jesus is life itself. And whether you have been far away for a long time and think you could never be close, or whether you've been close for a long time, find Jesus as your life today. You ever had one of those moments where you grab the, batter, the, the flashlight and it's just not working and you jiggle the batteries and suddenly it comes on again? Something so close, but it's disconnected. Some of you have been so close to Jesus for all this time, but haven't been tapped into his life, haven't been tapped into his power. You come to church every Sunday, maybe. Maybe your grandma prays for you every day. But if you're not tapped in, if you're not connected to the life of Jesus, it doesn't matter. Your, fl- your fridge can be plugged into the wall, but if there's no power, it don't matter. Tap into the life of Jesus today. He alone is the source of eternal life. And so that's available for you today. The other invitation for you is this. If you've got the power on, have people over for a shower, a meal, a recharge. Because Jesus called us as his church to be a light in the world. Jesus called us as his church to share the light and the life that we have received with those around us. And if we don't, it's like we don't know him at all. Because if we're not getting it, if we didn't see it in him, if we didn't receive it from him and share it with others, we missed it in the first place, really. Because we didn't get what he was about. We didn't understand why he came, what he was here for. We haven't really tapped into his power and his love. 
And later, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. We've got a whole group of people here amongst us that are trying to show the truth of Jesus by their actions. And I know many of you this week have been looking to your neighbors and looking to show that kind of love and life from Jesus in tangible ways. Some people are coming to church because of it. Some of you are looking out for those around you and doing whatever you can, even if it's just a little, if it's just a whisper. That's the way of Jesus. He comes into the darkness and turns the light on. And wherever we look around us, wherever we've received the goodness of Jesus, if we can bring our own experience of that, if we can be the touch of Jesus in those dark places, we can turn on the light for someone else and show them where real life is a moment that's ripe for that now. So church, I want to encourage you to find your comfort and strength, your power in the life of Jesus alone, but also to share that. And to share that with the people around you today. So that they would also, like us, see Jesus. We are going to take a moment now where we gather around the communion table and communion is a reminder for Christians that our life is found in Jesus alone, that our life is sourced in his broken body and shed blood, that there at the cross he accomplished the end of sin and death. And that in the empty tomb, we see that he has life for us all. And so we're going to gather around the table in worship. In worship that Jesus nourishes us. And even the slightest little touch of Jesus, the slightest taste of Him is enough. And we don't give you much. (laughs) We give you these little pieces of bread and these little drops of grape juice, but they show us that Jesus is enough even the slightest amount. We hear that even a mustard seed, faith the size of a mustard seed is enough to move a mountain. Well, even the slightest touch of Jesus is enough to bring life to the whole house. So we're going to worship Jesus as we remember what he accomplished for us, as we remember who he is for us today, as we find our life in him and live for that in the world today. Let's do that together. Let's together as a community source ourselves in the person of Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, this brokenness around us is a picture of our spiritual landscape. People who are disconnected from you, without power, without hope, trying to make it in their own strength, but rotting inside. But yet, Jesus, we see in moments like this that you enter into the darkness and bring light. 
We see that you enter into death and bring life. That nothing can overwhelm you. You are greater and that you bring the victory. Jesus, may we herald and proclaim that story. Your reality amongst us and what that means for changing the world and making all things new. May we tell that story with the way that we live and our actions that speak the truth. With every step with our hands raised before you, doing all that we can to make you known amongst us in the world. So Jesus, we we find ourselves nourished by strength and by sourcing ourselves and our life in you alone as we gather around this table and worship, remembering your death and celebrating your life. We seek to honor you today in this place and worship, but beyond that, to go from these walls into the community and the world around us and be the church wherever we go. So now we gather around this table where you invite us, called us friends, and allowed us to join by your grace. We celebrate your gift.